Welcome back to Love Murder Current Affairs, our show about the cases of love gone fatally wrong that are in the news right now. This week, we look at a disturbing theme that permeates many of this week's true crime stories. Unfortunately, that theme is economic plight and financial desperation. Around 7 a.m. on Tuesday, April 11th, the Horsham Police Department in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, responded to a call from a worried father. He had come home that morning to discover the family's Toyota Highlander was nowhere to be seen, and his wife and son appeared missing, and the door to the master bedroom was locked. When police arrived and forced entry to the master bedroom, they made the gruesome discovery of an 11-year-old boy who was clearly deceased on the bed. The victim, Matthew Whitehead, had been strangled. The district attorney's office said that Matthew had ligature marks on the front and rear of his neck, as well as swelling of his face and obvious petechiae to his eyes, all signs of strangulation. An autopsy report later confirmed that the cause of death was indeed ligature strangulation. So what happened? To determine that, police would need to hear from Matthew's mother, Ruth Dorenzo Whitehead, who had been taken into custody in New Jersey that same day. According to that interview on Monday, April 10th, Matthew had been crying on and off all day over the family's financial difficulties. Ruth claimed that because she didn't want her son to, quote, grow up with these struggles, she strangled him with her husband's belt after he fell asleep on Monday, April 10th. After the murder, Ruth drove the family SUV to Cape May, New Jersey, where she tried to drive it across the beach and into the ocean. Unfortunately for Ruth, sand is very hard to drive in and the car got stuck. Ruth got out and started to walk towards nearby Wildwood Crest. Apparently, the family had a beach house there. After discovering the abandoned SUV on the beach, officers were watching that beach home when a woman matching Ruth started walking towards the home. According to officers, when they called her name and approached, she said, I know what I did. Now, obviously, this story is very fresh. But at the moment, there are a few things that just do not add up. First of all, it's hard not to do a double take when the woman killed her son, allegedly to spare him financial difficulties, but the family also had a beach house? Of course, we don't know what sort of emerging financial issues there were. Maybe they were about to lose these assets, but it still sticks out as a big question in the explanation of the motive. And that is, of course, holding aside how terribly flimsy and senseless this is as a justification, even if the family was going through hardship. What's more, as was pointed out by District Attorney Kevin Steele at a press conference on Wednesday, strangulation takes time. So this is a brutal murder of a little boy. Whatever the facts ultimately show about what went into the terrible crime, right now an entire community is grieving. Matthew had been a sixth grader at Germantown Academy, the same school he had attended since kindergarten. In a statement, the school said that he was an extraordinary child with a smile as bright as the sun. We loved him and we will forever mourn his loss. We will do everything in our power to carry his memory forward, to honor him as he so truly deserves, and to live our lives well as a tribute to him. Another story of murder motivated by economic desperation actually started back at the end of February. On Monday, February 27th, deputies from the Claremont County Sheriff's Office arrived at the Ohio Township home of 46-year-old Teresa Kane and her 50-year-old husband, Stephen Kane. They were there in an attempt to serve an eviction notice, but as they approached the front door, things went terribly wrong. A commotion began and multiple gunshots rang out. Upon entering the house, the officers found four people dead and another in critical condition. It appeared that Teresa had shot her husband, her 74-year-old father, 
her 13-year-old son, Ethan, and her 20-year-old daughter, Samantha, before turning the gun on herself. Samantha was the only family member remaining alive. This is a horrific tragedy, and we're no stranger to family annihilators, but it's usually the father Mm -hmm. involved. So this is a very upsetting case all around. The community was stunned. The superintendent of the school district wrote, We are stunned and saddened by the loss of Ethan Kane. Ethan was loved by students and staff alike, and his loss leaves a tremendous hole in the heart of our district and our community. We ask you to keep Ethan's sister, a recent New Richmond High School graduate, Samantha Kane, in your thoughts as well. The entire New Richmond community is behind her in this fight. This week, that fight got some good news. Reports came out this week that Samantha, who is a student at Northern Kentucky University, has regained consciousness and is now recovering in a rehab facility. Samantha's GoFundMe page to offset the medical costs confirmed the news that she had been released from the hospital and transferred to the new facility. And we will be sure to post her GoFundMe in our notes section. The update on the page reads, while she still isn't able to talk yet, we are extremely hopeful as she is now making facial expressions, can smile, and can even type out words. She is able to track people around the room with her eyes. She does have some movement in her legs and is able to hold and squeeze people's hands. All of this is huge progress that we were unsure of happening, but have been extremely hopeful for. The local metal band that her father played in named Critical Chaos also posted an update on Facebook saying, update on Samantha Kane. She has been moved to stable condition. She is in and out. They have taken her off the ventilator. She can squeeze your hand when you place it in her hand. Her eyes are open, but is nonverbal. This is such an amazing progress, more to come. So far, there hasn't been much more detail about what went into the crime, but Samantha's progress is certainly a reminder that even in the darkest tragedy, there is room for hope. And with that bright little one singular ray of sunshine, let's turn to our final story. And guys, this one is pretty wild. The main character is 78-year-old Bonnie Gooch. At 78, you might imagine that this nice old lady was just kicking back maybe enjoying some retirement game night with some friends, watching old TV shows from their glory days. But on Wednesday, April 5th, none of these things were on Bonnie Gooch's agenda. That afternoon, Bonnie Gooch walked into the Goppert Financial Bank in Pleasant Hill, Missouri, on a mission. She was dressed in all gray, wearing plastic gloves, a black N95 mask, and black sunglasses. When she got to the counter, she handed the teller a note which, according to documents later filed in Cass County Circuit Court, read in part, this is a robbery. I need 13,000 small bills. Thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. The teller was understandably surprised, but Gooch was not to be deterred. Surveillance footage from the bank shows Bonnie banging on the counter, demanding that the teller hurry up, saying not to count it and just to give it to her. Robbery complete, little old Bonnie Gooch hopped into... Only the most perfect getaway vehicle we can imagine for her, a Buick Enclave, with handicap registration proudly on display. Of course it was. Confused at first, police soon got with the picture and were able to locate Gucci's vehicle and pull her over. I'd imagine those aren't super fast. (laughs) The police stop happened at Guido's Pizza Palace, and the manager, Justin Lewis, said it was quite the scene. I saw two police cars pull up to the bank. I was driving into work, and... The girl was getting out, and I was like, what the heck, an old lady? Pleasant Hill Police Chief Thomas Wright echoed that sentiment. Obviously, it was a tense situation, he said, but when the hands of an elderly woman come out of the car, and that is who is driving the suspect vehicle, it is a little shocking. 
Prosecutors say that when the officers got to the car, Bonnie smelled a bit like a bar, and there were small bills and wads of cash just strewn about everywhere. Police arrested old Bonnie Gooch on one count of stealing or attempting to steal from a financial institution and brought her to Cass County Jail with bail set at $25,000. Now, all on its own, this would be a heck of a story, but there's more. This is not Bonnie Gooch's first bank robbery rodeo. In fact, it's not even her second. According to court documents, Bonnie's first bank robbery conviction came in California in 1977 when she was in her early 30s, but her second, it was much more recent. Oh my goodness, Bonnie Gooch. On January 23rd, 2020, Gooch's son called police and told them that his mother was, quote, off her rocker. He told the officers that Bonnie had left the house wearing a neon Nike hat and a black wig and carrying a BB gun. Bonnie told her son that she was angry and claimed loudly that she was off to rob a bank. Sure enough, 30 minutes later, police were called to respond to a robbery at a brand of Bank of the West. A teller told them that an older woman wearing a lime green hat and a wig entered the bank and handed her a blank birthday card with a note that said this is a robbery and requesting $3,000 in $50 and $20 bills, which $50 bills kind of random, 2020. It is, yeah. Bonnie was eventually arrested and convicted of the crime, but her sentence was suspended and she was ordered to supervised probation, which came to an end in late 2021. So what is the story here, Andy? Does Bonnie Gooch have money issues, impulse control issues, maybe, you know, a three-quarters life crisis? Does she just love politely robbing banks with handwritten notes? The people need to know. The people are me. Well, we can promise that we will keep track for any and all updates in all of these important cases. Until next time, I'm Jesse Prey. And I'm Andy Cassette, signing off for Love Murder Current Affairs. <laughs> 